Welcome to the CineScare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with us is, as always, is the superfan, Mr. Mark Piscati. Hello, everybody, and hello, Matt, and hello, Joe. And, uh, you know, for the last year, a little bit over a year, Mark Piscati has been uh, basically a guest on this show, and uh, it's the longest guesting <laughs> guesting gig I think I've ever seen, Joe, in, in all of podcast history. That you guys he's, allowed. He's <laughs> worn out as welcome. Ah, but, great. <laughs> uh, so, but we need to make a change, and Mark doesn't know about this, so we want to let him know right now that he is no longer going to be guesting on the show. He is going to be a part of the show officially. We are naming him Assistant to the Hosts. <laughs> little, little, uh, little applause sound there, Joe. Well, yeah, Assistant some, uh, to the Hosts. Like show music or something. Assistant yeah. to the Hosts. So, he is now officially a member of the. You can no, you no longer have to say your show, Mark. Now it is our show. Yes. It's, it's our show. It's our show. It's our show. In the same way that you know a a bagger or at it's, the grocery it's still, store can say it's our store. Right. Yeah. It's it's still man. I show you just work for us. You're yeah. The yes. Assistant to the host. Assistant to the host. You officially have a job. Congratulations, Mark. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks. It's uh, the promotion you never asked for. Yep. Yeah, I never asked for it and uh, never wanted, but uh, it's, it's, wow, that's, that's actually really cool. There's so, no so, money that yep. goes along with this or uh, any kind of benefits or anything, but, you yeah. know, you can say, hey, I am assistant to the host of the Send a Scare podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He, sorry, he's, 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 he's weeping with joy, Joe. Giddy is, is, giddy is a schoolgirl. <laughs> Needs to match. Yep. Yep. So I'm the bagger, right, at the grocery store. Now. You are, yes. You're yeah. the bagger. Hey! Hey! Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Bagger Mark. <laughs> bagger Mark. <laughs> Clean so, up an aisle four. So, yeah. so, so how are you going to introduce me now if I'm not just Superfan uh, Mark? Oh, well, we're still going to call you Superfan. That, that, oh, is, okay. now, that no. is now an official title of the show. <laughs> Although Bagger Mark might come up from time Bagger to time, Mark. we kind of like Bagger that. Mar- yeah, I kind of like Bagger Mark. Mar- yeah, Bagger Mark. It's like Bagger, Bagger Vance, Mark. but just Mark. Uh-huh. But now I can really say, Joe, you didn't drag Paul Mockish into this, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Thanks for uh, uh, for uh, saying that. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a glorious uh, year and a half, and uh, well, a year for basically a year for me, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been having an absolute blast uh, doing this. This is uh, um, a great hobby, but um, just something that uh, I I look forward to every other uh, Tuesday, um, you know, to record with you guys. And you guys are uh, absolutely true friends for uh, letting me on and letting me participate in uh, in your endeavor. And this is great. So thanks. Yeah, no problem. It it was really no no problem for us to name you assistant to those. But I will say, the show has gotten better since you've joined it. So we we uh, owe you a big uh, thank you for all you've done for the show and that all you're going to continue to do. Hopefully, you get your Twitter account figured out so that you can start doing your job. But 
<laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on with it. I, I really don't. It's 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 like this I've lost you. all my games. Every time I have to update like uh, a, an account or an app, um, I have to do like two. Um, I have but to put in my password. I don't know see, what my. You password don't remember is. your password? Is no, that I it? don't. I don't I thought, know what my password is. I thought you said the show was getting better. Yeah. Can can we move on past the <laughs> technical support part and actually well, get to what, what our can, listeners tune in for? But I, I will say one thing, Mark. You know, when you have trouble logging in, there's a little link that says "forgot password." Click on yeah. that, and then they and then they, and they'll help you. Uh, all right. So, uh, <laughs> well, anyway, we I guess we do have a show to get on to. Joe, uh, what we have do you have been a wa- show? What what what, uh, what have you been watching the last couple of weeks? I feel like this last couple of weeks ha- have been really long, like almost a month yes. long. No, um, they're like flying by for me. I, oh, it I, seems like it's been fourteen days since we've done one of these. <laughs> yeah. At least. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joe, what have you watched recently? I I was of course ensconced in our homework assignment, but outside of that, I uh, I partook in in a couple other movies. One was a nostalgic uh, walk through uh, history for me. I watched 1982's The Swamp Thing, and oh. I, just because I couldn't get that you know whole horror comic book thing uh, out of my head and. I I can't tell you just how much of a thrill ride it was to revisit this. This movie literally used to scare the daylights out of me when I was a kid. If I can say literally on that figuratively, yeah. Um but it it was it was nice to look at Adrian Barbeau's breasts again with fresh adult grown-up eyes uh as she's bathing in the swamps. Uh but it it's still it the movie kind of holds up the Although I do get a chuckle every time I, I take a really close look at some of the makeup effects that they had, like the Swamp Thing costume is just kind of funny. I mean, it was cool yeah. when I was a kid, but it's just a big, dumb rubber suit. And yeah. the uh, the main villain, played by uh, Louis Jardin, uh, his uh, villain's name was Arcane, uh, when he, you know, spoiler alert, although this came out, 40 years ago when he evolves into his evil creature at the end. And he turns into sort of like a, a wild boar, a gray wild boar man thing that combats the swamp thing. Um, he had these horrible yellow eyes that just did not move with the costume at all. And it, uh, I think that's the thing that used to scare the most out of me when I was a kid and uh, it's still it's eerie and creepy to watch that movie again today. It's a fun ride. I love um, character. His name is Jude, but he was uh, played by Reggie Batts, uh, skinny, scrawny, little nerdy black kid that sort of befriends and helps out Adrian Barbeau in the film. Uh, he was a laugh riot when I was a kid, and I still appreciate him now. This movie is definitely worth a rewatch for all you folks out there that have seen it before. And if you haven't seen it, give it, some, give it a shot. So that's 1982's Swamp Thing. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a lot. I don't remember anything about it. It's been probably I saw it in 82, 83 or something like that. But Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been years since I saw that one. Isn't the sequel with Heather Lockler? Never seen it. Hmm. There was a, a series, too, for the Swamp Thing that was like TV on, show? Yeah. Oh, I didn't um, know 
I didn't know. Yeah, I, uh, I've not seen that either. I just, uh, it was 2019. There was a TV <laughs> series. 2019? Yeah. What, what, what channel was that on? I have no idea. I'm just, huh? I was in IMDb looking for it. Um, oh, it was the CW, DC Swamp Thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Was it short-lived or is it still on? Uh, it must have been the IMDb page that I'm looking at just says coming in 2020, uh, coming in 2020. Huh. Um, there's a full cast though. There are reviews. Oh yeah. First review is what a-hole canceled this show. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. So that was very short lived. Um, what, what, what was Swamp Thing? Was that DC or was that, was that DC. Marvel? Oh yeah. Marvel's yeah. man thing. Yeah. Talk about copying. Yeah. Uh, Alan Moore, I think, was the uh, best writer for Swamp Thing. I've got like a couple of his hardbacks from hmm. the DC comics, but uh, but yeah, Alan Moore watch. wrote any Swamp anything Thing? else. What else did you watch? Uh, I a couple things. There was a new episode of Cursed Films that came out on Shutter. Yeah, that I saw that. About... I didn't. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I, I saw that it came out. Yeah, it was uh, on The Wizard of Oz. Uh, very compelling stuff. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. I was fascinated by it. Um, there, There's a couple rumors. Uh, one is about a, a hanging munchkin. Uh, right. A munchkin that hung himself on stage. Yeah. It's, it's not exactly something they're proving, but it is brought up. Um, they bring up the accidental fire uh, with the Wicked Witch. And it's a lot of the interviews were done by the uh, what is it Margaret Hamilton? She the woman that played the witch. It's told by like mm. her son, and you yeah. know he was like three years old at the time. I heard so, that she got some disease from the green makeup or something like that. Or uh, oh, she burned herself, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we're gonna get into it. Um, that scene where she appears in Munchkinland. Yeah. And then goes to disappear. There's all this smoke that comes up and she was supposed to hit an elevated platform at a specific time and drop through the floor to disappear. At that same time, the uh, there was a burst of fire that was supposed to come up and the fire get went off too early mm. and burnt her costume, singed her face, her hands, everything. But what made matters worse is the makeup that she was wearing was copper based. Yeah. So it was melting into her skin. Oh, wow. And they had to try to clean this off, clean the areas off, and they're literally just pulling layers of skin oh, off of gross. her face. That's horrible. Um, and then, so of course, she's out for a few weeks. And uh, the first day that she comes back, they ask her to um, do the next scene where she's supposed to be flying around in the sky. Yeah. On her broom. Riding the Dorothy thing? Uh, no, Dorothy she's just name? just riding her broom. Just Yes, I guess. Uh, riding the Dorothy yeah. name, yes. Um, she's supposed to be doing that, and she's supposed to be sitting on this broom that they have a combustion engine in the the end of it. And she said, look, I there's supposed to be smoke and fire coming out of it. She said, look, I just came back off of being burnt. I refuse to do this. I'm not sitting on it. So they talked her stunt double into sitting on it and do filming the scene. And 
very first take, the combustion engine blows up, sends the stunt double across the room, and has shrapnel in her legs from the motor casing exploding. Wow. What? Yeah. That's so this crazy. Is the, uh, that movie's cursed. Yeah. That movie so is cursed. This and a couple other stories are definitely worth a watch. And I saw that the new one, I haven't seen it yet, but the new one came out today, and it's all the curses for Rosemary's Baby. Hmm. Oh, that's good. And it's on, it's on Shutter, right? Yes, that is uh, called Cursed Films. This is vol- uh, season two. Mm-hmm. The first season you can still watch that had uh, Serpent in the Rainbow. Poltergeist, Exorcist. Poltergeist, The Exorcist. Yeah. There might have been one more. I can't remember. I didn't but. see Serpent in the Rainbow, but the, the, the Poltergeist one was really good. It was very sad, but it was good. And uh, the um, I liked The Exorcist one a lot, too. Yeah. Are are all the kids dead in Poltergeist? Because yeah, the, well, the one the, yeah, the older daughter's two. murdered. Uh, uh, Carrie Ann uh, died of some disease that she had. But what yeah. about the the, the boy. son? The boy is he still we'll alive? Ha- we'll have to watch cursed films and find out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else? I have one last thing that I watched that might be of interest to Mark if he hasn't seen this already is uh, a documentary that came out in 2019 called Memory, The Origin of Alien. Saw it. Okay. Um, Really, really in-depth, deep dive of the movie Alien. They spent... It's an hour and a half long. Uh, I honestly don't remember what I saw it on. If it was... um, It's on Tubi. Okay. I don't think Mm. that's where I watched it. It might be somewhere else, too. Oh, okay. But um, I think it's on, might be on Amazon. I don't remember now. So what I really appreciated about this particular documentary is they really, really go, to use Mark's phrases, deep and hard in the chest bursting scene. I mean, they must have spent 40 minutes out of this hour and a half just talking about the, the symbolism, the realism, how they did it, why they did it. Um it was it was fascinating, and there's interviews with uh, Geiger in it, and some of the remaining cast members. Uh, it was it it was very interesting. It certainly held my interest. Um, I enjoyed watching it. I highly recommend it if you're an Alien fan. Obviously, if not, this is not going to do a whole lot for you. So that was uh, 2019's Memory: colon, The Origin of Alien. Yeah, nice. yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that documentary because I'm a huge Alien fan. Um, they go really deep, really deep in a lot of scenes, and just does you know, uh, uh, Dan, uh, Dan, Dan, oh, what's the writer's name? Dan O. Is it O. Danielson or something like that? O. Danon? Oh, what is his name? Trivia. Here we go. O'Bannon. Oh, Dick. Daniel O'Bannon, um, yeah, they they go deep, you know, into his story and you know just like how the story actually uh, evolved into Alien from beginning to end, like uh, him reading comic books and whatnot. But it's it's a great it's a great watch if you're a huge Alien fan. Yeah, it's a lot of commentary by Roger Corman, which I thought was odd because he really didn't have anything to do with it. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think he was just looking for another paycheck. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what did you watch? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be fun. Um, I watched uh, Trucks. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I saw you you texted us the uh, the poster for that. What, what is this? Uh, is that, is that, that a, a, it's from the actual short story, right? Not yes. It's, it's, so it's actually more faithful to the story from Night Shift than Maximum Overdrive. Um, well, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't take much. <laughs> no, um, so Trucks, um, it's a TV movie um, that was made, I believe, for ABC, um, but it's from Stephen King's collection of short stories from Night Shift. Uh, this is a second attempt of making a decent film. The first attempt was, of course, Maximum Overdrive, which was a disaster. But I love uh, that film. Uh, I liked Overdrive. it, too. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. It's I liked fun. It. And, and just knowing Stephen King is all coked up directing this film, it just makes me even happier. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, this version, Truck, was... Uh, uh, made for TV in 1997, starring Timothy uh, uh, Busfield. Uh, you guys know him from maybe uh, Going on 30, that uh, TV show. It was really popular in the 90s. Um, he, he was the redhead guy. And uh, so, uh, but yeah, it, the story was faithful more, you know, to the story. And uh, so I... Decided to uh, reread it, and it is pretty close. Unfortunately, it has a low budget, uh, horrendous acting, uh, two great kills uh, in uh, uh, two great kill scenes, uh, though. Uh, one is with the mailman with the Tonka trunk, and uh, I, I uh, videotaped uh, a little bit of the scene, and I sent it to you guys. I don't know if anybody – I think Matt saw it. Yeah, I saw it. it oh, funny. I saw it. I saw it, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It's, it's great. It's a great scene. Uh, the other was um, so, uh, a, a contamination uh, biohazard uh, truck uh, where a suit hooked up to an air blower uh, blew air into this empty suit, and it formed a suit full of air with gloves on, and it picked up an axe and killed two guys. So <laughs> it was basically an empty suit filled with air. That was just walking around because it was attached to like uh, this air blower. Picked up an axe and killed two guys. It, I thought it was hysterical. I was laughing with that. But uh, with that being said, uh, it's a Stephen King movie. It's a TV movie. Um, it's not as good as obviously uh, the TV uh, version of The Shining, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I know Matt absolutely hates that movie, but um, I enjoyed it. Um, but you know, I'm always on a mission to watch a uh, Stephen King, uh, film. I, I want to watch them all. And, uh, so yeah. So, well, if you, if you liked the TV version of the shining, uh, Mick Garris has an interview with a couple people who were involved with that, including, uh, what's his, uh, I can't remember his name now. The guy who played Jack Torrance. Oh yeah. He's from wings. Yeah. Uh, he's in that, 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 that's the newest episode of, of Mick Garris's show. Uh, they, they interview that Tim, is his name Tim? I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, that guy and, and then somebody who was involved with, uh, I think makeup effects on it. So. Yeah, yeah, it, I I really enjoyed the Shining uh, TV series because it was more closer to, uh, you know, just, you know the novel. So, I mean, there's some parts that aren't great, but there's a lot of scenes in that movie that I really enjoy. Really enjoy CGI is really bad, especially with the hedges. But um, and uh, 
I'm only going to uh, talk about one more, and this is all Joe's fault. Uh, my next pick is because of Joey. Um, it's called... This is on Tubi. <laughs> this is on Tubi. It's called Be My Cat, A Film for Anne. And this is all Joe's fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's about an aspiring, uh, 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 aspiring uh, Romanian filmmaker who wants to have Anne Hathaway in his independent film because he saw The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> and this is a... Uh, <laughs> Oh. This is a uh, this is a, a found footage film, but uh, it's it's a guy that uh, basically uh, wants it, he's he's making kind of like these demo tapes uh, to entice Anne Hathaway to act in his film, and uh, so he goes to a, ho- a horrible extremes by using uh, local actresses to shoot um, in his film and. Each time he gets an actress in, it gets worse and worse. Basically, he murders these women, and um, <laughs> it's, it has so many different levels that you constantly think of. It's like, one, does Anne, Anne Hathaway actually know about this film? Because when you're watching this, it's actually really creepy. Creepy because the director who um, he directed it, he started it, he produced it, and he's also a method actor. And so it's a fascinating watch. Some monologues by the director goes a little long. Unfortunately, at the end, it just drags on for a little bit too long. Uh, the actresses uh, get worse and worse with the acting, and you really get tired watching. But Joe made me watch this because of Anne Hathaway last episode, bringing her up in, uh, as Catwoman. But he has the... She, he has the first actress uh, that shows up and dresses her up as Catwoman. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched that because of Joey. Thanks, Joe. Thanks a lot, Joe. Yeah. I would like to say for the record, I had no responsibilities here at all whatsoever for yeah. that. Yeah. And that, thri- that all, thrilling yeah. review is, is not your well, fault. What do you want Joe? me to do? I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. not Tubi. Was... I'd also like to point <laughs> out that I would never recommend a found footage film. <laughs> that's I I guarantee you I'm that's true. Saying, I would, but I'm, I guarantee I'm just, you he wouldn't. I'm just saying I watched right. because of Joe. Is that all you saw, Mark? Yeah, that's all I saw. Okay, so I do have a bunch of stuff to say, but I'm I'm not going to go too far into any of it because we have a ton of movies to talk about in our in our in our theme. But I do want to touch on a few. Uh, I watched. Well, I, I know Mark, you watched Vicious Fun. Did you like it? Yeah, we talked about it last episode. Oh, did we talk about last episode? Okay. I did watch Raw. Oh, Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. Joe. So we all watched Raw. Yeah, okay. We're going to get to that. Joe, you watched Vicious Vicious Fun, right? Yes, I did. Oh, cool. Okay. I knew knew one of you watched it and we didn't talk about it. Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was kind of fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've told a few people to to watch it because it's it's worth checking out. Um, I, I checked out the one that you guys had seen, 24 by 36, the one about the uh, the movie posters, and, and we were fascinated by it. Michelle and I both loved it. There was a movie called You Are Not that My, was my Mo- reco- That was my recommendation, by the way. Yeah, Very proud, so that's got to be Cinescare sort of Mark, thing. clean up on aisle four. Hi, clean up on aisle four. <laughs> aisle four, Jack. Um, I watched uh, You Are Not My Mother, which is a – it's – 
a an Irish horror film, and it was fine. I give it three and a half cuts. It's definitely worth checking out. There are a few creepy moments. I, th- I feel like it was just this close from being like a really, really good movie, but it's definitely worth checking. There were a few creepy moments. It's basically this this uh, daughter, her mom, you know, has depression, and all of a sudden her mom disappears for a few days, and when she comes back, she's different, and she's not quite sure why. But the grandma knows there's something up. And it's kind of a changeling story, uh, sort of a folk horror kind of thing. Uh, there, there's some really cool moments in it. There's a, a great sequence that happens during Halloween that I thought was kind of fun. And there, there are some definitely a few creepy moments that kind of gave me the goosebumps a couple times. But there were also a lot of scenes that were just sort of unnecessary and went on a little bit long. I, if it was tighter, I think it would have been probably a four-star movie. I gave it three and a half just because I, I think it's it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, Peeping Tom was one that I watched, and I really liked it, 1960. And uh, this is one that would seem, it felt very groundbreaking to me. This felt like one that I, I'm surprised they made it. Uh, it's about this guy. He's basically a serial killer, uh, and he walks around with a camera while he kill, and he, ha- he has a way of killing these women with a camp part of his camera. So he's filming while he's stabbing them. Like the, there's a knife that sticks out of the front of the camera and he's killing them with it while it, while the, um, Mark, why are you looking like that? You don't remember that part? No, no, I'm, I'm just listening. Oh no. Cause you went like this. No, that's just how my that, brain works. Mark's okay. making faces again. Uh, I'm not. I, went, I didn't even make a face. I, no, I, I was like doing something. You, right when I, I was said, looking at your, I, uh, I was actually looking at your shirt saying Camp uh, Horror. I was wondering what was going on. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, okay. But uh, uh, so he kills them. He kills these women with his with his with his, with his camera, and but there's a girl in his in his apartment complex that he kind of likes and it, it it was interesting i thought it was kind of risque there were some um moments that that i i was kind of surprised in a 1960 movie and of course this is the same year that that psycho came out so it, it, a couple of groundbreaking movies of course this one didn't become as big a deal as psycho certainly but it, it i i think i felt like some of the camera work uh the look and the feel of it uh was pretty ahead of its time um, and then I watched a horror comedy called Extraordinary that I think is on Shudder, if I'm not mistaken. It's not great. <laughs> if you really, if you're really into very dumb humor, I, I think you might like it. Uh, but it, I didn't think it was great, but I, it was kind of charming. There's a low budget kind of indie feel to it. And I liked the lead actress. I thought she was very funny. But it's it's not a great movie. I you know they certainly some of the jokes they're hit and miss the jokes. But I thought the performances were all pretty funny, and and it's definitely worth checking out. And then there are two TV shows that had their series finales this week that I want to talk about. The first one was from, uh, which is I, I talked about it before. It's the it's the town where the people are stuck there. People go driving, and all of a sudden they can't get out of this town. They keep doing find themselves in a loop, and and if they are outside at night, there's these creatures that come out and kill people. So it's it sort of has a and there's a mystery involved. It's a little bit like Lost. It's a little bit like Walking Dead. It's you know a lot of those like almost like apocalyptic kind of thing. It, it it's interesting. It's not great, 
But Michelle and I have enjoyed watching it, and we'll definitely check out the next season. I thought it ended – the last episode I thought was the best episode. It had a lot of tension. It was pretty good. And then the other one was Severance, which had its season finale, which I thought was absolutely brilliant finale. And, I mean, it was beautiful. I thought it was fantastic the way they did it. So It was amazing. You liked it? Yeah, you liked it. Oh, absolutely loved it. Yeah. There's kind of a – I, I I wouldn't I don't want to say it's like uh, Mr. Robot, but there's kind of a feeling it's it's that same kind of almost indie kind of filmmaking involved with it and and I, kind of a cold quality almost. Right, very distant. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Actually, I never would have put those two together, but now that you say it, that's a, a perfect analogy, perfect comparison. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and I thought the la- the last episode was just fantastic. Like it was, yeah. it was uh, breathtaking almost. I, Should I, we tell everybody about it? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's get into the details. Yeah, um, but I thought it was satisfying, but yet also I I, I I guess sort of a cliffhanger in a way, but but it was very satisfying in the ending. Like it doesn't leave you like what you know something happens at the end uh, that sort of obviously leads into what's going to happen next season I obviously but it, but it, in a way it also wraps up you know sort of uh, it, it it was perfect I thought um so that's what I saw uh this week yeah I actually uh I forgot one other thing that I watched hmm. and it's on Shutter it was uh, a new film called Night's End mm and uh, I think I, a, I think I saw that on there. Yeah, it's a story about a guy who's living in an apartment by himself. He's he's a, a shut in. This is definitely a covid uh, timeline and covid shot movie. It is all done, you know, by single camera shots, a lot of cutting away. He he he's trying to make his living in his apartment because he doesn't want to leave the house at all. Um, he's trying to make his living online by giving like uh, life advice tips. Uh, you know, he's newly divorced and his only interactions take place through a webcam with his like family and friends and whatnot. And while he's trying to record one of his episodes, something falls off a shelf behind him. And the guy, he was buddy. He was talking to says, Oh my God, did you see that? And they start thinking it's a ghost. Other strange things start happening in his apartment while he's living there. And now his show has gone from self-help to ghost stories. And he starts gaining this big, huge audience. And strange things start happening to him in the house. And now he's getting concerned. So he employs the help of a online ghost hunter. I guess, or wizard, whatever, to try to cast some sort of spell to make his apartment safe. The strangest thing about this is Michael Shannon is in it. This is like low, low budget. Like if they spent more than a hundred grand on it, I'd be surprised. But Michael Shannon's in it for some reason. I can't exactly figure out why. I mean, they obviously. He's not the lead. No, he's not Hmm. at all. He he could have wrapped on him in less than an hour. Like he's oh. got maybe ten minutes worth of screen time, oh. but I overall I I will say I was not a big fan of this. It's kind of below middle of the road. Hmm. Uh, I gave it like you know 
two out of five. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't go running out of your way to go see it. But <laughs> again, it was something that I saw. And again, that's on Shudder and it's called Night's End from 2022. All right. Well, I won't check it out. <laughs> I, w- I had looked at it and I was like, eh, should I see- watch that or not? But um, yeah, I probably will skip that one then. But Matt, are you going to see Be My Cat? Uh, Probably not. Okay. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I'll, the, what I do want to watch and I didn't I didn't get a chance to, which is ridiculous because I don't think it's very long, is, uh, is uh, Robert Eggers. One of his short films is on YouTube. I think it's like a. I'm not sure what it is exactly, but I, I, I'm going to post that on on the on the uh, Facebook group once I find it and watch it. Uh, all right. Well, this time, this is my this this episode. Our theme was my pick, and I picked a a genre that is not easy to watch. It's new French extreme, new French extremity, French extreme, whatever you want to call it. It's one of the most vibrant and controversial subgenres in all of horror. Its name alone promises revolutionary art house narrative combined with visceral violence and something unsettling, maybe disturbing that feels at once exhilarating and dangerous. These are films that stick with you like bad memories conjured up every, every so often when we talk to fellow horror files who like you have walked a little too close to the precipice of what's acceptable and sometimes allowed helmed by some of the great young French directors of our time, Alexander Aja, Julia Ducourneau, Gaspar Noé, among others. French Extreme is not for the faint of heart. These films deal with abuse, rape, revenge, body horror, and murder, topics which are hardly new to the genre. But here, they're addressed with a raw energy and in-your-face belligerence that makes them impossible to ignore. Whether it's deconstructing the rape-revenge film by running the story and all its tropes in reverse, as with Noé's Irreversible, or leaning into those tropes with a modern feminist rage, as in revenge, one trademark of this movement is forcing the audience to experience the trauma along with its characters, never letting us off the hook until the end credits roll. In fact, we almost feel like accomplices. You'll see few ghosts or other supernatural antagonists in, this fil- in these films. No, the evils lurking here are the scariest kind, the human kind. So... I um I wrote that little thingy there because I, I I you know after watching these, we oui, we oui. I you know I felt like I'd been through the I felt like I've been through the ringer the last two weeks and and I imagine our audience members especially <laughs> I and I, I you know with some of these like irreversible we kind of gave a warning last episode so I, I hopefully people who who are at all faint of heart skipped that one. You gave a warning, Matt. You, yeah. you really did. I'm, I'm I still did. think we lost listeners. I mean, we just <laughs> They hate us now. Anybody that stuck with us, they're like, all right, I'll listen, but I hate you guys. Yeah. Is, is this what we're going to start on? Irreversible? Yeah. Yeah. Irrever- well, Get it out of the way. I, I mean, we might as well, I guess. I, I didn't really have an order. Did you have an order, Joe? That you... I didn't have an order. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I get, we could talk about Irreversible. Because it's it's by far I thought the hardest one to watch. Martyrs yes. was difficult and and Inside was difficult, but they both had some story to them that that made it 
I guess a little. They were it just neither of them were. I, I mean, Martyrs is pretty nihilistic too. But my God, that rape scene in Irreversible was was really real. I mean, you're basically it's you know there have been those kinds of scenes in other movies, but you're watching ten minutes, right? I don't remember. Was it I don't that know the, long? Yeah, I believe I, it was ten minutes. Maybe we should do the it, synopsis. Well, first. well, I mean, the synopsis is that. Uh, you, so irreversible is a rape revenge movie, right? And in a, in the genre of rape revenge, obviously someone gets raped, generally speaking, a woman, and and then somebody takes revenge. Now in the past, it's always been men who who got the revenge. Uh, it, one of the one of the um, uh, parts of French extreme that is maybe a little different is sometimes the women are the ones who get revenge and sometimes nobody gets revenge in, in this genre. You just don't know, but, and then but, it's just rape. Yeah. And then it's just, then it's just rape and, and dealing with the fallout, I guess. But, but in this, it starts at the end of the movie. So we see a couple of guys being carted out of a gay bar. We can tell that it's a gay bar because they, the police are talking about it being one. And there's a couple guys coming, being taken out on stretchers and you hear that, they, uh, and uh, you know, this sounds like it's a massive, and by the way, while the we bar. talk about these movies, we're going to be giving away spoilers. So if you yeah. haven't watched these and you want to watch them, then you might want to skip this until you've watched them or skip each movie that you haven't seen yet. If you plan to watch them, but Matt, Matt, yeah, the, the bar is named rectum. Yeah. The, the bar is named. Yeah. The re- <laughs> rectum, rectum damn near killed him. <laughs> <laughs> but so it starts out, at the end of the movie. And then the next scene is the scene that comes before that, where they're actually beating the shit out of this guy with a, uh, what was it? A, uh, Oh, it was a fire extinguisher, right? Yes. Yes. And they, they basically smash his head. And so you see the catharsis at the end or at the beginning of the movie is when the catharsis is happens. So it's not really catharsis. It's just a brutal act at the beginning of the movie, but because the movie is running in, in, in reverse order, we don't, we don't know why they did that until then you see the scene before of them searching for the guy who raped their friend. And then we come to the scene where eventually you come to the scene where, where the girl gets raped and it's uh, played by, Oh God, how can I not remember her name? Um, Isabella actress. Yeah. Um, really? At any rate, uh, Monica, Monica, Monica Bellucci. Bellucci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been in quite a bit of stuff, and she is brutally, brutally raped for ten minutes, and we're forced to watch. And that's one of, the, like I said before, that's one of the aspects of French extremity is that you, the audience is really just you're not allowed to look away. You're forced to sit there and watch it. And it's it's not it's not easy. It's very difficult. It's not done in it. I mean, it's a camera just set there. Right. Like, there's no camera movement until the very end of that scene. And you just watch it play out. It's horrible, horrible. And then then you watch everything that leads up to that. And that's her life before she was raped and 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 all of their lives before and all the way to the the end is really what would have been the beginning. It's, uh, you know, I think it's hard to say I, I have appreciation for the filmmaking. 
I don't, I can't say I liked that movie. <laughs> and, and, you know, some of there, I've read some reviews where people, where reviewers talked about that it was a bit of a one trick pony, that, that it was, you know, really a very straightforward, there wasn't much to the script, there wasn't much to it. And it was really just the trickery of the filmmaking that makes it even worth talking about. And, of one that one scene, but and I get that, uh, but it's whew, I I don't I mean I've never seen anything like it. I I would like to add there's one more accomplishment that I would say that they achieved with this, and that's the the first thirty minutes of the movie. It like it wasn't bad enough that they've got this horrific subject matter that they're putting on on the screen to try to make you unnerved and uneasy and you know forcing you to watch it but it's bad enough it's an assault to your visual sense but they take it a step further and the first half an hour of the movie they added a tone an audible tone at 27 hertz Mm. which is just this low rumbling tone it's the same frequency that cops use to disperse rioters or to confuse them it's just it makes you sick. It makes you uneasy. Well, and the camera and, and the camera movement the camera too. Is, the, yeah. camera yeah, the camera movement is just atrocious. Oh, I almost texted you guys when I was watching like the first like ten minutes of it because it's all red. It's black. It's it's flashing. It, it, it those flashing. It's things, all handy cam thing. You get it, motion sickness crazy. watching it. I, I I did get motion sickness. I had to look away yeah. because I, I it's like what am I watching? Because the camera's going up to the ceiling and then down on the floor, and then yeah. it's just going in circles. But and the, it, at, it's in it's the very scenes, in the scenes after the rape, which are really before the rape, very calm. Um, the, it's the camera movement is very different. You know, yeah. uh, in that, I think where I saw it the worst or the most was in that scene in the gay bar, in the rectum, the gay bar, yes. when they're looking for the the rapist. Um, the camera's just all over the place. Like it's, yeah. it does, it's, it's nauseating. And yeah, that sound. Woo. And what's funny is the movie, as we, the, the viewer are watching it, it starts off with the camera all over the place, all over the place. Keep going, keep going. And then all of a sudden you get to that rape scene and they set the camera down. Yep. Right. Now it's like, Oh, I finally got yeah. relief from this motion sickness, but now I'm forced to just yeah. focus on this subject matter. And it's horrifying so what's the point what's the point of doing that like, well i, I mean yeah you know, i kind of feel you know like what i mean it's just like what's the point of just it's i mean are, are you trying to make it a snuff film are you trying to really make a point because what is the point of that for making it that long i i felt like if i had seen this at sundance with i mean they i was reading it after this movie was done at sundance there's like a uh, time span, like half hour, hour in between the next film that they show. And the audience just sat there in complete silence. Nobody said a word. Yeah. Nobody I mean, said. I think people but, passed out at Cannes and yeah. at the Cannes Fil- Film Festival and, and people I, I left just, too. I, I just feel like at the end of this, if I had seen this, I would have walked up to the director and I would have shook his hand and said, congratulations, you did it. This is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. I never want to see it again. Yeah. And I just yeah, would have yeah. left. I mean, yeah. and and I've I've seen you know read reviews of people like 
user reviews like online, not not like reviewers, but people who say this is like one of their favorite movies and they've seen it 20 times or whatever. I'm like, there's something wrong with you if you want to yeah, watch this check, movie that Check much. yourself into an institution. Unless yeah. you're a filmmaker yourself and you're really trying to deconstruct what they did. And, but I, I yeah. think to your point or to your question, Mark, I think yeah. the what they well, from what I've read, the reasoning behind it was to, you know, I mean, it's all making it, the whole genre is a, of French extreme is really making the audience come to terms with what it is they're watching, you know, and by reverse most rape revenge. We what we go to watch it, knowing what's about to happen and then it happens and then we're we're at it for the catharsis we're at it for the revenge right and it gives us that exhilarated feeling and yeah we can cheer but we're cheering an act and so this makes you uh it deconstructs that whole those tropes and makes you you know it doesn't give you the catharsis it it makes you yeah, experience yeah, right, it a little right. bit more which could have happened i think it could have could have done that just as easily without a 10 minute rape scene but yeah, ten minute racing. But yeah. at the same time, it you know it does make you. Why do you, it makes the it makes I think I feel like the Gaspar Noé the director is saying why do you want it, it, through that whole scene? It's like he was hitting us over the head with it as if why do you want to watch this? Why you know daring you to leave or turn it off? Yeah. The uh, the DVD I guess has a blurb on the back that says. Uh, this premiered at Cannes to 2,400 people, of which 200 all walked out. Yeah. And back to your rape scene question, uh, that f- <laughs> here's the sad thing about this. We saw it once. They filmed it six times. No. It took six takes over two nights to get that shot done right. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, just... It, and. And, and me just thinking about the actor who was doing the raping, who is this guy? Like, how did he go through a process is going, hey, like, hey, I'm acting. I'm doing this. It's that graphic. And it's just, it's so brutal. It's so brutal. You really got to just think about, like, your career, like, doing that is going, you know, is this art or is this snuff? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um but I mean, this this film made me think, and mm-hmm. isn't that what film's supposed to do? Well, it think? affects so you, and I I I don't know. Yeah, I, I certainly it can't does. recommend it to people, you know. And I would only recommend it to people who I knew could handle extreme stuff. I I don't think the average person would be able to handle yeah. this very well. So, uh, for, uh, just to put it in perspective, for yeah. something other people may have seen her in that. Monica Bellucci, she was in uh, The Matrix Reloaded. She was Persephone. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably oh, yeah. her biggest U.S. Oh, the one sitting uh, in the nightclub? The night French club? couple. Yes. Oh. The French couple. Oh, that's, yeah. her. that's right. Oh, that's her? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that she was in that. Okay. Moving on. I think also played Mary Magdalene in The Passion of the Christ. Uh, she's in Shaitan. Um, oh, that's gonna ruin everything for me. Was she Mary Magdalene in in Passion of the Christ? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Why would that ruin everything? For oh you? no. Because 
because I I love Passion of the Christ. She also played one of <laughs> she also played one of the uh one of Dracula's brides in the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula. What you know Bram the Stoker. or well oh, yeah wow. the, Francis the one that he directed. Um yeah she played one of the brides who comes into the room with with Keanu Reeves and he's like whoa yeah um. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, that's good. So I guess you know the next movie. Uh, we might as well let's just hit high tension because I just watched that that one this morning, and I, I really liked it. I I remember I saw this originally because Jimmy O. Believe it or not, we were doing a he was he directed a play uh, that he wrote. It was like a well, anyway, it doesn't matter. But we way back in the day, and he told me about this movie, High Tension. He told me about Audition, and I saw them both. And of course, I was then immediately was like, "Well, oh, that's the kind of movie <laughs> this guy likes it, intense films." Uh, but High Tension is, and and this is one that if you have not seen it and you plan to see it, definitely skip ahead because the spoilers in this, um, there is a spoiler in this that you don't want to know going in. So, but so if you haven't seen High Tension and you want to skip ahead, I don't know, ten minutes maybe or whatever, or five minutes or whatever, we're going to talk about it. But um, anyway, so High Tension has the the tr- it has all the tropes of a, I guess basically a home invasion film, right? And but there's a twist, and it's a controversial twist. I guess we could talk about the the twist right off the bat because it's very controversial. What did you guys think of the, the, the twist of this is that there are two women, right. Who, who are dating. They're like a lesbian couple. And I believe they go out into the country to stay with her, with one of their parents, with one of their families. Right. Are they a lesbian couple? Well, or, I, I, I think know they are. I think the one she girl is, and she okay. likes the other one, but I don't know that the other one. Uh, right. yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So here, here's Marie my theory. and Alexia. Yeah. So, yeah. so Marie has a is I believe is in love with Alexia. Right. Okay. So obviously Marie is the old man murderer. Uh, so well, well, she, yeah. Let's hold on. Hold on. Because uh, what happens? Wait, 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 wait. What? What? No, what? Well, because I wanted to explain that first, and then we'll break into it. But. So they, okay, you explain they, it, and then yeah. Okay. So they go they go to a farmhouse right out in the middle of nowhere that where <laughs> Mark's Mark's getting it in his, too much in his head about being a uh, assistant member to of the, the show. House. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, they go out to a farmhouse and stay with 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 the Alexia's family parents. of Alexia, right, and then. Uh, there's a home invasion. There's this guy comes in, and he's he's this older guy uh, in a in a mechanic suit or whatever. He comes in and basically slaughters them, right? And he he kills the whole family, and he he chains up Alexia, puts him in his in his puts her in his truck, and uh, the other girl Marie, right? Is that her name, Marie? Yes. Yeah, she comes and tries to save her. Well, in the end, we find out that really Marie is the one who's been doing it all along. And this guy that she, that we've been watching is really her. It's one of her personalities. She has like a split personality. And so we that's the big twist at the end. We realize that there never was 
a home invasion. She just killed this girl who she's in love with, killed the girl's family and chained her up to keep her for herself, probably, I guess. And and that's kind of the line at the end is nothing will ever come between us. She keeps repeating that. But and, the, and almost, you know, the very end almost has like a psycho feel to it almost to me. But scared the shit out of me. <laughs> but what did you guys th- what did you guys think of that twist where it's where we find out that it really wasn't that okay. guy? It was her all along. With, did that shock you or did I, you predict it? I think Mark has an opinion on this. What do you think, Mark? Okay, okay. So, so I was completely confused uh, the first time I saw it. Then I was confused the second time I saw it until I watched it a third time. So, um, so yeah, I watched it three times, uh, twice uh, within two weeks. I finally understood what was going on. So obviously, uh, Marie is the old man murderer so when she's masturbating in bed she climaxes and that's when her uh split person uh split personality goes into two different directions and she witnesses through uh his eyes and through her eyes that's why with um the closet scene with with the wife and she's staring at, um, like, through, you know, the shutters, like Halloween, you know. But the the mom is uh, staring through the shutters and staring into uh, Marie's eyes. She's getting her throat cut by the murderer and her split, uh, her split uh, personalities is looking in her eyes through the shutters. It's actually really well done if you really think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember You're, after watching it. Matt, yep, yeah, okay. yeah, enough yeah, said. All right, eloquently um, put, Mark. I I, I, I remember. I, said it great. I remember ahead, after first watch, I I was like, huh, really? And mm-hmm. I've always been meaning to go back and rewatch it with that knowledge and yeah. see just how plausible a lot of these kills are. I'm not can like I still need to do that because in my head it hasn't been rectified. I, I some of those kills seem like they would have been a stretch to complete. You know, I had the same reaction the first time I saw it, and Me too. And then I this time watching it again, I, I it made it 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 worked better for me. Yeah, it, it worked it worked better the third time. It's your third time seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, I watched yeah, it, it twice it, in two weeks. Yeah. De- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It it definitely worked more for me this time than the first time I saw. It. I felt like the ending was a bit of a gimmick the first time I saw it. It was kind of like ah, you yeah, know. Exactly. And but this time, knowing it, actually, it's almost funny because if if people decided to go ahead and listen to this who hadn't seen it, knowing that tidbit about it might actually make your first time viewing it better because yeah, there, there you is, go. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> because there's a, there is a feeling of uh, of disappointment when you find out that oh it's not real all this stuff that we just went through and you yeah. go through a lot because it's, even though they don't it's not as graphic as some of these other movies we've watched it it's still pretty brutal I mean you know he goes after the whole family and kills them and he he kills the kid and all of that uh, it, it, they don't necessarily show everything but it's it's still I mean, pretty brutal. Like you don't see the boy die, right? And 
the mom though. The yeah, mom you do. That's true. And the dad too. He stomps crazy. his head through the yeah. thing. Yeah, but but um, you know, I guess that's how desensitized we are because you know, after watching Martyrs <laughs> and some of these and, and Irreversible, it's all this almost seems tame. But yeah. but after going through all of that, it almost felt dishonest to the audience to pull the rug out from under us because you've really gone through the ringer in this movie and then for it to all be in the girl's head just felt like almost like a it was all a dream kind of thing you know those sneaky frenchmen (laughs) yeah (laughs) but but this time watching it i actually enjoyed it like i really and then when the, the when the when the reveal came I was ready for it, and I and it made sense to me. So I, I did like it. It might be worth checking out again for you, Joe. Yeah, it, I it, I will say this: if I give it enough time, I'll get to look at it with fresh eyes <laughs> because um, I have uh, movie amnesia. So like I saw this movie years ago when it came out. Like I couldn't wait. I had heard all these great things about it, and I watched it and I liked it, and I have no idea. Uh, and so you watched it again, and you. Didn't and so remember. I watched it again, and I remembered watching it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. I've seen this film, and then the ending comes, and I was surprised, and I'm like, oh yeah, why didn't I remember that from my first viewing? So <laughs> it's almost like you have I, severance for I, movies. I actually, uh, I'm I'm a goldfish from Ted Lasso. <laughs> I have got a 10 second memory, and so all these movies are new to me again, which is great. So I did that funny. with Martyrs. I did that with Martyrs. You had seen it. You'd seen Martyrs before. Yeah, I reviewed it like uh, two uh, episodes or three episodes ago, and I did it again because I was like, "Oh, maybe I should see Martyrs again." I started watching it because I watched both of them. Remember? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I watched both yeah. of them, and then I I watched uh, the French, and I was like, "I don't remember this part. I don't." Oh, oh, oh! It's yeah, yeah. I had the same. Uh, the same uh, uh, reaction. But I, but, I agree yeah. on this one. This is a, uh, I hate to say it with anything in the genre, but I did enjoy this film. Yeah. Um, like I, I could recommend this to somebody as a, you know, a horror home invasion slasher film. Um, yeah. Unlike Irreversible, which right. I cannot recommend. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't. Re- I wouldn't recommend Irreversible to anyone unless I really knew they could handle it. Uh, but even then, I'd be like, I'd feel funny having my name <laughs> attached to it. Exactly. You know, because yep. uh, because I've, Matt I've rec- told me to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've recommended some much tamer movies than that, and people have come back and said, "What is wrong with you? You're nuts." You know? Yeah. So. Oh yeah, uh, a shout out to Catherine on our Facebook uh, fan page uh, that uh, t- talked about uh, the van, correct? Yeah, yeah. the truck. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, it was a Ka- creepy van too. Catherine Horan. I I just want to 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 anybody out there. I want Catherine Horan's name to be read during an episode because she reached out to us on Facebook with a question and we answered it. She was watching. High tension to prep for Friday's podcast, and she wanted to know if the truck in this movie is the same truck as in Jeepers Creepers. And for those of you who didn't, who are curious now and didn't happen to see that on our Facebook post, did a little bit of research, and the truck that's in high tension is a, uh, I believe it's called Citron H truck, which is a French-made vehicle, and mm. the truck that's in Jeepers Creepers is a 1941 Chevy COE. So. Uh, 
that's not the same truck, but she's Catherine way to go. You got a great eye. That was a very thought provoking question. Glad you asked. And I hope more of our listeners ask us questions uh, on this thread too. And we will make sure we try to get you answers before the show comes out or during the show. Like we yeah. just did. It, it, is it the same truck as the preacher drives in Halloween four when he picks up Dr. Loomis hitchhiking on the road? Ooh, I don't know. That's another good one. It, yeah. No, no, no. But uh, Catherine, I'm actually, um, it, that van actually hinted towards uh, Jeepers Creepers for me. And it was yeah. in my head, but I was like, no, it can't be the same truck. But, uh, it was a creepy truck. It, yeah. It, yeah. What, it, it, isn't it the same uh, 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 truck from uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Kind of the, the same model? Similar. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been like Texas Chainsaw and the Jeepers Creepers truck may be the same. That could but be. Yeah. I don't think there's any way that Toby brought Hooper a would have truck put over. a French truck in to shoot Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think a, a Texan no in rural would be caught Texas dead. Would be caught yeah, dead. It's in bad a enough. Truck. He's driving a Chevy and not a Ford. I mean, they'd probably shoot him south of the border. Yeah. <laughs> By American folks. By American. So, uh, but I, I like that movie a lot. I think it's, it holds up too. It definitely holds up. Um, all right, next let's talk about inside Joe. I I know Mark and I both talked about inside, uh, Joe. So Joe, I think you're the only one who hadn't seen it before now. So what, what did you, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was really, it was really creepy. It's one of those. It's a very give touchy a, give subject. Give us a little rundown too of it. Um, you'll have to give me a minute on that. Uh, okay. It's, it deals with a pregnancy, which is what's I, I think right. the most like icky about yeah. it. Like, this, I don't leave this girl alone. She's about to give birth. Right. And you know, there's home invasion type stuff going on in this, and it's. Um, there's nothing sacred in this subgenre, right? Like, no, nothing. It's dangerous. Nothing. Yeah. Um, it that one that one I would have thought would have been one of those taboo areas. Of like maybe we won't touch on that, but nope, they do. Mm, nope, they go right for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I mean, yeah. As far as this genre goes, you know, I was okay with it. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, and it has like all the people, she's stuck in the bathroom. It's a one setting kind of thriller. It's, it's almost like a very, it's, you know, it's sort of like, uh, um, uh, I, I, you know, one of those thrillers like snakes on a plane or, uh, right. you know, one of those where it's one setting and people are stuck in a place and, and it never really, I mean, it, it does leave that setting at the beginning, but, but after she comes back home, we're just in the house. And most of her time she's spent in the bathroom, stuck in the bathroom. So, exactly. so the rundown <laughs> is uh, four months after the death of her husband, this woman who's on the brink of motherhood, like she's about ready to pop any second. The next uh, day they're going to induce her, right? Isn't yeah, the, they're, yeah. They're supposed yeah, to induce yeah. her the very next day. And, um, she decides she wants to go early. I mean, wasn't she going to go that night? This was uh, like Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. Christmas yeah, Eve. Something like yeah. that. And uh, this strange woman who she ran into once before uh, shows up at her doorstep and, you know, comes in and, and things go awry. And 
yeah, is this woman is running for her life in her own home. Uh, cops are involved. Uh, her friends, or, or is it her employer, I guess, who is supposed to be driving her to the hospital for the Correct. induction. Yeah. yeah, I it's it is uh, unsettling at best. I think I I, I think yeah. this is probably my favorite horror um, French extreme. Like out of the group, there's another one that I really enjoyed, but I don't think it's really horror. But uh, inside, it, it, it's basically my first introduction besides high tension, which I like saw like a while ago. Um, inside really messed me up. Like uh, when I uh, reviewed Inside, I don't know what episode um, I reviewed it on, but I had my feet like in front of my eyes, you know, blocking the screen. Um, the hand outside when she's like trying to reach for the door handle and I I think it was a knife, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was a knife just going straight through, stuck through. I mean, this was, this wrecked me. And this is what made me so scared of watching, you know, all these other, uh, French extreme films. I just love inside. It really wrecked me. And I love the ending with it, with the cop, uh, yeah. handcuffed to, uh, um, uh, this guy arrested. It was yeah. so thrilling. It was a so great thrilling. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. I was surprised right off the bat with the opening sequence. This woman is pregnant with her husband and they get in a car accident. Yeah. That, because of what that car looked like afterwards, that she was still pregnant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just know, like, with my wife and, you know, when she was pregnant, I mean, if you don't treat them like fragile eggs like they do yeah. in, like, grade school and high school, you're going to get yoked all yeah. over the place. So I was impressed. Yeah. She, she made it. And, then... and, okay, one other thing I wanted to bring up, which bothers me about these shows, and I think what bothers me isn't has nothing to do with the movie. It's my own neurotic, psychotic brain. If you were in your home and somebody's, you know, there's a home invasion going on, and you have to run into a room in your house, do you not know to not go into the room that has no windows? Like, I know exactly where I would go. Yeah, but there's a panic. There's a panic mode that's going on, man. Yeah. You guys don't mode. practice this and run drills with your family <laughs> no, at home no, like I do? No, trust me, trust me. I have a bat <laughs> in a specific place by my bed. I have another bat by uh, uh, Louis uh, Slugerville by the front door. And no, I don't look through the peephole. Uh, <laughs> well, I think also... You know, she she's they were upstairs too. So even if yeah. there had been a, sh- a window, it'd been very difficult for her probably to get out. Yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah, so, I yeah. always I, I I always think of like like what would I do in that scenario? What would I do? And I I know I would fail. I just like oh I would do this, I would do that. But when there's a panic mode and when you're yeah. in absolute freaking danger and you're bleeding and you're bloody and all that. I, I would run into a wall like a cartoon, like a Looney Tune cartoon, probably. <laughs> okay, and that's Honestly. another question I have because I I got into the same scenario in my head about The Shining when Danny and uh, what's the mom's name? Wendy. 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 When Danny and Wendy are in the bathroom in The Shining and Jack Torrance is yeah. chopping down. Okay, she can't get the window up. 
far enough for her to get out and slide break down the, the snow. Break the window. Break yes, the, exactly. Yeah, of why you aren't did that. why aren't people? If I had to, I will put my hand through glass to get out to save my life if somebody's coming at me with an axe. Because your husband is chopping through <laughs> your bathroom door with a freaking axe, going, yeah. Wendy, I'm home. Here's yeah. Johnny. Are you out of your mind? No, you're not going to think of that. It's like, what do you? You don't want to have to pay so for the glass. That's so great about Shelley Duvall just screaming with the knife. That's what's so great about The Shining. It's yeah. great. No, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. I, I, actually, I mean, well, I mean, she she was a female, and not that I'm saying because all females usually survive horror mil, uh, movies. But if I'm like by there, I'm thinking it's like, all right, he's gonna crash through the door. How am I gonna like? attack him or something like that. I'm not thinking about the window. I'm just happy my son just got through the, you know, the window. Yeah. Yeah. Of it would have made for a terrible movie had she just gotten out and gotten the snowcat and driven away. That's true. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the other thing is that opening scene, or not opening scene, but that scene where she, where the woman comes into the bedroom with the, with the scissors and she's running the scissors on the stomach. I wasn't thinking she was just going to stab her right in the yeah. stomach. Like, I that was like, whoa, like yeah. horrifying right yeah. into her belly button, I think, Brutal. right? Is, yes. is that right into her yeah. navel? Yep. Oh, it was horrifying. And it was, the it's, inside, in the inside of the belly where you see the baby in the in the uterus. It's, oh, yeah, it's like yeah. fighting. That's just And it's like, like ah. I got to watch that, too. Right. Usually I it think was that's very the well scene, done. Isn't that oh. the scene where you were kicking at the TV or something, you said, Mark? Uh, it, it was a knife through the door. and the, Yeah. Then oh, when, that, yeah, when you yeah, were kicking just, at the, yeah. Um, insane, insane. And then the ending, of course... Whew, just brutal, <laughs> just brutal. What an ending, though. What an I, ending, my fantastic. God. She's all burnt up. <laughs> this this is another one, by the way, if you haven't watched it, it is not for the faint of heart. Like, no, th- this no, one no is, this is the worst. This, I think, I think, I don't know if I'd say the worst. it's the worst. I mean, I think Irreversible is the worst, but, well, but it's, with the oh, yeah. Of the, of with the, the ones that I, scene. yeah, but of the ones that I liked, Watching, uh, yeah, this was a hard one. I I don't know. It's between this and Martyrs, probably. But yeah, I thought Inside was worse. I I could see watching Inside again. I can't see watching Martyrs again. There's no right. way I'll watch. There's yeah, and I ones. wouldn't yeah, watch think, Martyrs again. No. Yeah, yeah. Inside, yeah. as hard as it is, I could watch it again because it's it, more just, fun. It, it seems like yeah. a, a horror film. It felt yeah. it felt like a almost like a Quentin Tarantino movie, you know, like the stakes kept rising and and there was oh, you know cool yeah, situations, yeah. you know, uh, in it. It, it it I I don't know. It was so it was so good though. Never so good. Thought of that, man. Yeah, it is like a Tarantino kind of. A little. I bit, mean, not yeah. with the, without the dialogue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But but like there's a situation I don't know just, and then with the cop and the you know the handcuffs <laughs> it's, it's just so great yeah it's so it, I, I was actually enjoying myself uh, with yeah besides the other films I was actually enjoying I was like kind of like bouncing up and down it's like this is this is great yeah I I felt that way too and there weren't a lot in this genre that I really enjoyed watching no, yeah. you know um so. Uh, okay, why don't we just move, or unless you guys had something else you wanted to, anybody else have anything else they want to say about Inside, or? No. No, no. No, uh, let's no Inside move on. information. <laughs> let's move on to Martyrs, then, since we keep bringing it up. Uh, this is one uh, that it opens with this girl escaping from some situation. She comes out of a, like a factory. 
uh, like an abandoned warehouse factory or something like that. And she's obviously been through the ringer, tortured and and abused in some way. And she's running down the alley and she escapes. And she is immediately put into like an orphanage kind of situation, I, I guess. And then we see her years later and she wants to get revenge on the people who attacked her. And she has a friend with her that she met in her orphanage mm-hmm. that they became best friends. I don't know if they're, were they lovers or just best friends? No, just best friends. I think they're best, best friends. friends. Yeah. Uh, and Lucy, Lucy and Anna. Yeah. And they get to the house and the friend exacts revenge, but she winds up getting killed too. But the, um, and that that and what I mean is the girl who was tortured and escapes at the beginning, she gets her revenge, but she winds up getting killed herself. So her friend who was there to help her doesn't really I get the feeling she didn't really know why she wanted revenge. Other than, I mean, other than that, this family had abused her, but she didn't know why what the abuse was about or the torture or any of those things. And and then she finds a hole in the wall. And goes through it and finds this weird laboratory kind of situation where she's like, what the hell? There's like this underground like lab. Torture lab. Torture lab, basically. And she's like, what is going on? She comes back up into the main house and there are people there. And they've got in black suits and guns. And they take her hostage and basically begin to... they don't rape her, but they they torture, abuse. They beat the shit out of her. Beat the hell out of her, torture, and, and systematically her. break her down to the point where they wind up even, dis- like skinning her alive. And you don't see the skinning part, um, but but the, the they show the aftermath is. of her. The only skin she has left is her face. And what they're trying to do is put people through suffering, put someone into a state where they can actually see the afterlife. And it's this cult of people who have been kidnapping young women and torturing them for years and years, hoping to get one to the point where they will be able to see into the afterlife. And And then tell them about it. And then tell them what they right, saw. Right. Tell the the cult. It's almost like Hellraiser, where you know mm-hmm. he was going through that puzzle box and trying to get to this world of heightened enlightenment, of uh, you know the the fine line between pleasure and pain and torture right. and ecstasy and you know all that. That's that's what they're trying to. This was just sorry, but I'm this movie was just fucked up. Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of a better way to describe this. It was, I don't know where I have so many questions. What was the factory she escaped from? What is with this family that they just sit down at the breakfast table and are sitting around all eating, uh, their captain crunch in the morning. Meanwhile, there's this underground torture laboratory in their basement of the house yeah. that they're living in. And there's it's a woman just, chained down there. Right. It just blew my mind. How do you, yeah. uh, Go on a daily life with this. I, uh, very confusing. Yeah. Did was, the kids it, know? Did the kids know at the uh, beginning? I don't. It's hard to say. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, they obviously were part of some kind of cult, but I, yeah, I don't know how much the kids know. I don't know how they could live a normal life and have that going on. It, it, there were parts of it that just weren't very believable like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I wrote down um, uh, martyrs, correct? Yes. Yeah, martyrs. martyrs. So so I wrote down what um, uh, that old woman uh, said when um, she uh, – the victim – Oh, what was her name? I don't know. Um, but she was sat down, but she said, martyrs are very rare. A martyr is something else. Uh, martyrs are extraordinary. Wasn't her name Joy? Joy. Yes. Joy, yeah. Well, d- well, that's fitting, right? Um, right. And But it says, a martyr is something else. Martyrs are extraordinary beings. They survive pain. They survive total uh, deprivation. They hear all the sins of the earth. They give themselves up, and are and then they trans themselves. They are uh, transfigured. And why uh, young women are able to uh, experience the pain that gets them to that level where they just start focusing up into the heavens or whatnot? I I found that like fascinating. Um, it was, it was definitely one of the, uh, tougher, uh, French films to watch. Yeah. I didn't I, enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it at all. You, you didn't enjoy it at all, Matt? I mean, I can appreciate, I guess the filmmaking or whatever, but yeah, it was just I, the brutality, I, you it know, was it was, rough. it was rough. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't care for it. Yeah. It, it, it just kept going and going just, you know, the, the slop feeding over and over and it, it would go. You know, it would go black and then come back and then black, you know, fade in, fade out, yeah. fade in, fade out. And it got tiring. It's just so nihilistic. It, I just it, it, I just didn't care for it. But, but, but the end of it um, with Mademoiselle, the, the old women where, yeah. you know, she's so um, she asked uh, she asked him, can you imagine what there is after death? And then she grabs a gun puts it in her mouth and says, keep doubting and shoots herself. So what, yeah. what, what, what is the point of the film then? If like, we didn't get the answer, obviously, but well, I, I she's saying, why do you, if you, if we have proof now of an afterlife and the, and the girl whispered to her what, what she had seen for over and what was two and a half there. hours or three hours, she was and, telling her everything. And, and, and so, what the, the woman is saying is, you know, wh- why would we want to stay here if if what she says is true? This this girl has seen it. Why not just go there? So she she was like, keep doubting, and and you know, killed herself so that she could ex- go into the afterlife. But but that's suicide. So you're gonna go to hell, right? Well, it de- not necessarily. It depends on. I mean, that would assume, you know the religion that we have been taught who knows what the you know the girl may have told her something else i don't know i don't know what the big mystery was i thought this was all solved back in flatliners (laughs) (laughs) great movie great movie oh that's a great one that that's that'll be a great episode joe flatliner joe schumacher and the remake no I will not Which watch that movie. Not very good. <laughs> no, I will not watch the movie. I mean, even the first one wasn't that great, but no, the first um, one's great. Julia yeah. Roberts, Kevin Bacon, oh, my God. a good cast for that yeah. time, I guess. But eh. right, um, Oliver Platt. 
All right. So uh, revenge, right? Revenge. Yeah, let's go into revenge because I, I mean there are a couple others like them that uh, we don't have to spend much time on because I didn't really care for that one too much. But um, yeah, I you reviewed I, it. I, I didn't. I didn't see Shaitan, but uh, but I, I revenge. I am curious to see what you guys thought of revenge. Um, can I can I introduce it? Yeah, go ahead. All sure. right, cool. Uh, so revenge is a 2018 uh, movie uh, traveling under a false identity. A woman. Uh, Rebecca sets out on a mission to confront a man named uh, Morden Holland, whom she shares a dark secret surrounding the death of her sister. And her plan falls apart. Rebecca is forced to face uh, the devastating consequences of her action and decide um, how she's willing to seek revenge. Uh, this is a... Um, film that is is my uh second favorite i wouldn't consider this movie a horror movie though i i wouldn't um i don't know how this film um i i was texting matt it's like i'm really enjoying the the the, the, the cinematography and um basically at, at the end like matt said he's going oh it's gonna go there i didn't think it really went there well, I, I mean, there's body horror. There's it's rape revenge. I, I, I don't. I mean, there's tons of body horror, and she has to slap that thing on her wound, and um, and then and then she gets her revenge. Yeah, I, but I, I thought, you know, uh, I don't know what you mean by not going there. Like it, it was, you know, she gets her revenge. She stabs the guy in the eyes with the with the knife. Like, I don't know if you've been desensitized. Am I Hang in on. the wrong movie? I think you are. Yeah, what what do you Or I am. The movie I watched was from 2017. It's about this really rich guy who takes his helicopter out to the desert with his yeah. girlfriend for yeah. a, a guy's trip. I right. And then the one of them movie. Matt, Mark I, I watched yeah, the Mark wrong watched movie. The wrong movie. No, I watched the wrong movie. It's a French film called Revenge in 2018. Yeah, this is 2017. What we watched it's a French film called Revenge, and it was it was literally about a pedophile guy that owns a hotel resort, and he's he's Jesus married. Christ. He's got he's got a two, he's he's got an infant baby, and this girl, this woman, Rebecca. Wait, I watched the wrong film. Yep. Yeah. Although it sounds like it fit in the genre. Yeah. It, it Just said as much horror. as ours did. Yeah. It's a yeah. horror thriller. Okay, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Wait, I was texting you. It's going to cinema, Matt. The cinematography with the mountains. I mean, you didn't. You didn't. There were yeah. There there were mountains in this. There were mountains in this. Yeah, it's great cinematography too. Yeah, it looked beautiful. The girl is amazing. You even commented this girl or something like that. I think. Yeah, she looks like. uh, 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 Yeah, uh, that I didn't get because I I, because I was like she does this girl the girl in Revenge that Joe and I saw the correct Revenge uh, (laughs) (laughs) that she didn't look like like uh, she she looks more like the girl played Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the original movie. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Kristen Swanson. Yes, this girl looks like Kristen Swanson. No, no, hair. no. My my movie, she looked like Robin Wright Penn. Yeah, no, this no. girl did not no. look like Robin Wright no. Penn. No. Okay, so like continue because I watched the wrong movie. No wonder I thought it wasn't that much of a horror film. So Joe, <laughs> <laughs> but tell that's us a shame you... because I really like this one. Yeah, this is I um, love this movie. Yeah, oh, and, and it's on Shutter. 
It's on Shutter, yeah. Mark. I don't know how you could have missed it, but it's like when you get onto Shutter, it's one of those like feature ones that yeah, the, they show it, it a pops big up, picture of. It almost pops up every time you come onto Shutter. In fact, it's yeah. like it's almost like. In fact, they were using it as their like like their logo for a while. They were using her, a picture of this girl. What the fuck, man? I was like, seriously, I I, I was really excited about talking about this film because it's actually really good. Well, so. This it goes one, crazy in the. It, it's a French film called Revenge. How could I go wrong? All right, so go ahead, guys. This one is about this rich guy who takes his his mistress out. This is the. It's like off to a bad start. He goes on his annual hunting trip with his two buddies, but he decides to bring his mistress with him. Yeah. And, you know, I thought the whole point of a mistress is to keep her a secret, but if you're introducing her to your two buddies, you kind of blew it right off the bat. And, you know, they try spending a couple days together, and one of his buddies uh, is advancing himself onto her unwantedly. And uh, they end up, you know, she runs away, and they go hunting after her and they end up pushing her off this cliff and they were going to leave her for dead because um, they, they kind of wanted to get on with their trip. They thought, all right, well, let's, let's go back and get the supplies we need. And we travel back and we find her. She had fallen off. They had pushed her off this cliff and she landed like on a tree or cactus or something like that. And she was impaled. And by the time they get their gear, their hunting gear, and they come back out to get her, to hide the body, she's gone. And the rest of the movie is her seeking her revenge on the three guys that killed her or thought they killed her. And um, there is a wonderful sort of like standoff scene at the, the house at the very end of the movie. It's just a bloodbath of a film. But yeah. I I really enjoyed this. This is definitely heightened thriller. Um, yeah. I don't... I, I, I'm hesitant to put it in the genre of French extreme because this just seemed more like just a revenge thriller. It didn't seem to be anywhere near as deep and dark and disgusting as something like a martyrs or right. um, irreversible. Well, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I mean it, it, but I, I think it, it definitely, you know, where she is impaled by that tree and then she, is able to, you know, come back from that, and then she stabs the guy in the eyes with the knife and everything. I, yeah, I, it's not certainly not as extreme as Martyrs or some of these others, but you know, it's up, it's up there with some of them, I guess. Um, I like, I would say it compares. I, I would say it compares to High Tension. You know, very, very much so. Yeah. Which, just like High Tension, I would watch that again. Yeah. Uh, Revenge. I would certainly watch this one again. This was good. Oh yeah, no, I actually I, this enjoyed this my, film. This is probably my third time watching it. I, I watched it yeah. once, and then I, I or no, I, I watched it with Michelle, and then we watched it again. I think maybe, and but yeah, it's 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 a good one. Um, so I highly Mark, recommend watching Revenge, uh, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to get to you that. Should but, watch, yeah, you should watch. Yeah, you should watch. It's actually a really one. good this movie. Good. Yeah. You, you need to watch this one, Mark, and uh, okay. you, you'll you'll love it. Um, and you know, the funny thing is that Mark texted last night or whenever it was, you texted that you were watching revenge and you said, I'm at the 38 minute mark or something like that. And I absolutely love it. And 
at that moment, like 38 minute mark was right after the rape. Yeah. And so I was, oh, then no. I, I, I went to it and I'm like, well, gee, I guess like, we're desensitizing the poor boy. But nothing, for those of you that don't has know, happened, like by, uh, in, in my movie that I saw, nothing has happened. No murders at all at 38, but I'm just like totally involved. And I think I was really enjoying this film because it was such a nice relaxing movie and it was so like the cinematography was great everything the acting was on point everything was great and it was very tense it was an underlying tense moment and so when Matt said I, I said yeah this is really great and I don't really feel like this is a horror movie and Matt's going just waited till the end and so at the end I was like well it was kind of intense but it was like nothing yeah, no, they, I mean, you got to watch it. You got to watch this one. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's, I guess, the, is I, there... I want to point out, just to yeah. pull, pull back the curtain, based off of what Mark said, for those of you who don't know, whenever Mark watches a movie, he is giving us a moment-by-moment moment, yeah. uh, update on a text thread. So he, he lets us know how he's feeling. You know, if it's an hour and a half long film, 90 times during that film, uh, he's giving us like the on the spot news report of, oh, I'm 38 minutes and 15 seconds into it. And I really like this. Oh, now it's 39 minutes. And now I really like this part. Yeah. So I get yeah. excited when I watch films. So it, and I want to talk to people about it. And of course, nobody's watching the films. And you guys are usually always like watch the films before me. And I want to like discuss. I, I get really excited, and sometimes I get uh, text facts. Sometimes I don't. Well, I look forward to your texts of the actual revenge that we watch <laughs> uh, as soon as possible. Fantastic. Uh, what? What? I guess you guys. I didn't get a chance to see. Oh, let's talk about Raw. I guess. Yeah, we have to. That's a good one. Um, Joe, what? What are your thoughts on Raw? I. Uh, Raw is another one. It, this is definitely in that French extreme. Mm-hmm. It is section. Um, no, I, I, I just mean like I would put that more towards my side of the shelf of I'm never going to watch this again. Uh, which is yeah, I, I, I probably I, wouldn't watch it again either. But. I, I did watch this a few years ago, and when you guys said over the past day or two that you guys were rewatching it or watching it again, um, I'm like, nope, I've, I've had my fill of Raw, and I remember it. Um, it's this girl who's a, is she vegan or just vegetarian? Vegetarian. Okay. So this girl who's a vegetarian that's at veterinarian school and they're always cutting up animals and whatnot. And she starts getting obsessed with, um, actually eating raw meat and Mm -hmm. there's lots of blood, lots of carnage. Um, it it was very well done. I, I will say this, it was very realistic. Of course, some of that stuff, um, I mean, they're just, going to the butcher shop and they're getting raw meat. So, right. Meh. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed it, but like I said, it's not something for that. I'm going to plan. Yeah. I don't think I'd watch it again either, but, uh, I did enjoy, I liked it and it's directed by Julia Ducournau, um, who also directed Titan and, um, it it I thought it was very well done. I liked the girl. I thought she was great. I thought her uh, buddy, her best friend slash lover, um, was was pretty good too. I, I I thought that it was 
obviously there was some body horror involved. There's cannibalism involved, and it it was a bit you know kind of stomach stomach turning. But I I thought it was an interesting movie. I thought the whole thing where they jump out of a car, you know. That whole part of it was was kind of crazy, but yeah, I, I could see what you mean. I don't know that I would probably want to because there were just so many gross parts of the flesh eating. I, I just don't think I'd watch it again. But I'm glad I watched it the first this time. Yeah. Well, I I I, I actually really enjoyed this film because like I love zombie films, but watching this film, I had a hard time watching the flesh eating, um, and. It, by the way, it's a veterinarian college, which was really weird. Um, but um, watching uh, uh, German shepherds being, you know, having an autopsy on a German shepherd, I'm sure that was hard for Matt. <laughs> and, yeah, I uh, mean, I'm glad that we didn't see the dogs being, you know, die or anything like that. But, right. but you know, I, I could tell it was a fake dog. You know, yeah, so yeah. That wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. But it, it was it was more about the, you know, like when she eats her sister's finger. Um, I was eating a chicken wing at the time, and I was texting you guys. Joe said, like, suck it up or something like that. I don't know what he said. Nobody likes a quitter. Yeah, nobody Nobody likes likes a quitter. quitter. (laughs) I was like, no, I'm done eating. But, uh, no, it it, it was actually, like, a fun watch. I I was really interested. I might watch it again, like, you know, ten years from now. Yeah, maybe. I might revisit it. I don't know. Yeah, revisit it. Yeah. It it, it was well acted. Uh, Mm -hmm. The two sisters I thought were great. Yeah. Um, if French goes a little bit more extreme when they're like standing on a rooftop trying to pee like a guy, uh, you you don't really yeah, see yeah that, that often. was yeah no I, <laughs> the French are are funny like that I love that they are but they it was are. pretty it was a kind of just a funny thing that you could see two girls actually yeah doing yeah but sisters. what is the deal with uh, French films or just with the French and like watching these French extreme films. Why are they so aggressive? Why are they just like butting heads, you know, to each other? I mean, I obviously it's not like an American like culture, but they're so aggressive. They they just want to punch the shit out of each other. They're just so angry. Every, like everybody is so angry. Right, unlike the Americans who are just so laid back. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> uh and I don't know. Did you? Were there any others that you wanted to talk about? Or well, we got um, she tan, but oh yeah, yeah, there's she tan. But Matt, consider yourself lucky that you haven't watched this. Yeah, I don't, I don't get this. This is more bizarre than anything. I wouldn't even call it French extreme. No, it's, uh, it's this group of millennial kids that keep going out to these clubs, and they run into this this one main guy. He, I think his name's Joseph, or no, Joseph. It's, the, uh, it's Joseph. Uh, played by Vincent Castle. Okay, so Joseph finds this girl From at this club that she she likes, and or that he thinks she likes him. She invites Joseph and his friends out to her family's place out in the country, and there's a caretaker out there whose wife is pregnant. And sister. Yeah, <laughs> we find we find out at the end of the movie that the caretaker's wife is actually the caretaker's sister and there's an incest birth in there. It's, it's totally not worth it. This was, it's called Shitan, but if you look it up on IMDb, it's called Satan. 
Uh, it was from 2006. I, I would avoid yeah. this one. This is, I, and I, I'm not saying to avoid it because it's disgusting or gross or off-putting. It's not I'm worth saying it. to avoid it because it's not worth anyone's time. It's confusing and it's dull. It's boring. Don't hmm. waste your time on it. So. And apologies. Right. Uh, Vincent Cassell was the caretaker. The actor was the caretaker, and his name was Joseph. And he was in okay. um, yeah. Ocean's Twelve. He Ocean's was, Twelve. Yeah. He was in Ocean's Twelve and Black Swan. He was the uh, choreographer. And oh yeah, great actor, great actor. Yeah, I think you look a little bit. I think you resemble him in the eyes. No, I don't. Don't yeah, say I think that. Re- that makes no, I, me. He's a good-looking guy. What are you talking about? Who Vincent Cassell? Yeah. No, no, I don't. Yeah, you look a little. I think you look a little bit. We'll like we'll do a who wore it better on the Facebook don't page. We'll put do. up a picture of Mark <laughs> there you go. and a picture of Vincent Cassell. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Do a do Shatan face where he's like on cocaine where he can't stop grinning, and then <laughs> put my face on there. Yeah. And then there was them, of course, which I I just don't think it's worth. It's a it's a t- very typical. Um, uh, home invasion film i i didn't think it was particularly good either and it's not particularly extreme either but it is always listed in the french extreme there are tons of others as i've researched this there's a lot of movies that are that are in the french extreme subgenre so you, if you are into this and you found it uh found this at all interesting you might want to check out some of the others Gaspar Noé Noé who uh directed Irreversible has a lot of movies out um, and, and so there, there, there's plenty for you to go delve into out there. This was just a little taste of some of the highlights. Uh, I would say obviously the big ones are inside martyrs, irreversible, high tension. These are the, the ones revenge, that, revenge. These are the ones that I think people usually point to when you talk about them. Uh, and of course the, the shocking side of, of that, I think, you know, um, but I, I would say the ones that I would say you should watch would be Revenge, Inside, and High Tension. Those, are, If you were going to watch three and you are can stomach it, which yeah, – and these three aren't that bad. But, but you know, some people really would have a problem with the rape-revenge part of it, of, of like revenge. And then, you know, some of the <laughs> – the, the ending of Inside. Inside is intense. Uh, but it's so well done. I think it's 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 worth suffering through. But uh, so I, out of all the uh, the extreme French horror movies that we watch, what's what which which is the top like re- recommendation that you would do? I would say Inside. I I would say either Inside or the only one Matt or Revenge. Um, I would say revenge. Yeah, I'd probably go with revenge because oh, it's probably the yeah. least French extreme. Well, I mean, just I guess, yeah. I mean, I I really liked Inside and High Tension too, so they would be up there. But in, in terms of my favorite of this, it would probably be Revenge. Yeah, and I watched the one, the one that Mark <laughs> didn't watch. <laughs> wah wah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mark. Uh, God bless you. Up, I will. I will send you. Six. I will send you the link to this movie so that you can. Uh, you can. I can it. watch it for you too if you need me <laughs> yeah. to. Was was the Not revenge? Off, was the revenge that you saw? Was that on Shutter? Uh no, I watched okay. it on Tubi. 
Okay, so all you have to do then, Mark, is look up Shutter and Shutter and, and it'll be on there. Yeah, uh, it was it was right there because it was in French films. I was like, oh, there it is. So I pressed it. Yeah. No. Fantastic. Uh, okay, so I guess that's it for French Extreme. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. But now we have a pleasure, Joe. You want? Do you want to announce the next uh, theme and who who picked it? Okay, so it's Mark's turn. Right. And but, why, I'm in timeout. Joe, I'm in timeout. Joe, why why isn't Mark allowed to pick? Because his last pick of the Lost Boys franchise was so terrible, Mark has to take a timeout. So friend of the show, Brian, has stepped up and and offered to give his pick in Mark's place. As his punishment, right? As as Mark's punishment. Right. So so Thank you, Brian, for st- uh, friend of the show, Brian, for you know stepping forward. Shout out, shout out to Brian, friend of the show, Brian, guy. Way to go, Brian. Guy. Um, so we will be watching for the next show, Rob Zombie films. Yep. And the movies we will be watching, in case you would like to watch along with us, is Three from Hell, Thirty One, Devil's Rejects, and House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, we're not going to do the Halloween one because we already did that last fall. Yeah, we already did that, and I don't want to yeah. see him again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Which again, is... that's Three from Hell, 31, Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses. What oh, about and, um, there's one more. Salem's. Uh, Salem's. Lords of Salem. Or yeah, Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. Okay, and that one, too. Yeah, Lords of Salem. <laughs> I, I just don't one, have it on my list. That's the only one I haven't seen, by the way. So, I think... I haven't seen Lords I've of Salem. I've seen Devil's Rejects. And I believe that's it. Oh, Devil's you know what? I don't think I've seen so Three from good. Hell yet. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Three from Hell. So, no, yeah. Lords of Salem and Three from Hell are the only ones I haven't seen. Yeah. So, so, so thanks, Brian. Treat. Yeah, Brian, thank you for the for that uh, suggestion. And I know, uh, you know, my friend, I have a couple friends who are really into Rob Zombie. And I know a lot of people are. So, th- I think people will be excited about this pick. Thank you, Brian. And, uh... Uh, also, I want to uh, give a shout out to Camp Horror, which is a store here in Burbank, California, and they have coming up, if you happen to be in Burbank or the L.A. area, uh, coming up, uh, they have a uh, theme going on uh, coming up. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what date it starts. I think it might be this weekend, which is 90s slasher movies. So they're going to be all decorated up for 90s slasher movies and uh, Camp Horror, I'm, I'm wearing their shirt right now. It's it's attached to Bearded Lady uh, Vintage Novelties, and it's a crazy store, very horror centric, and um, I think you'll you'll love it. And their their store that's attached to the Bearded Lady is called Camp Horror, which is devoted to slashers and 80s horror movies. It's fantastic. So Can sounds like a great again? special, just in time for Easter weekend. Freaking sweet, yeah. man. Yeah, Camp Horror, and then in the back... Counselor, counselor. nice. Counselor, so yeah, it's really cool. Anyway, uh, check it out if you're in the L.A. area. I highly recommend it. They also have a new store called um, Flashback or Slashback Video, which is a horror uh, video. It's like a, a video store art. Um, it's like a kind of a, like an art exhibit, but of old... Vi- so it's set up like an old video store, right? And they have all these old um, VHS tapes, covers, 
and some that have been made by people as of a movie that was never made. Like there's one that uh, I, I saw it last time when they had it as an exhibit. I haven't actually been to the store location yet, but it you basically spend $10. You go in and you look at all these classic VHS cover boxes and and some of them that they made of movies that have never been made. There was one that cracked me up. It's Halloween three part two. <laughs> Crack me up. <laughs> so anyway, uh, definitely. Worth, I I don't know if it's worth because I have not gone there yet, but I plan to this week as I'm on spring break. I'm going to check out Slashback Video and and see. It's it'd be pretty cool to see those old uh, VHS covers. So I I can't get over how many of these Halloween themed stores. You live I near know, the Burbank area because we had. I I wouldn't be a bit surprised if you actually had the vampire store from Blade Trinity that we were making fun of. <laughs> exactly. If that exists in Burbank somewhere, I know exactly. Burbank. Burbank uh, Magnolia Boulevard in Burbank is horror central. There's Halloween Town. There's Bearded Lady and and Camp Horror. And there's a bookstore where I had my first book signing. Dark Delicacies. It's a horror bookstore. Um, and then there's there's alternative like there's a lot of fan stores too there's a place called blast from the past which has a lot of those uh fan collectibles and things like that so it's 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 all up and down that street on magnolia boulevard it's amazing well now if you're in the quad city area i'd like to you know brace everybody we're gonna get a spirit halloween store in the old dick sporting goods that shut down <laughs> uh, sometime nice. between september and november first nice. so keep your eyes peeled no, for that, that one that's fantastic that's hey, good beautiful. shopping right there yeah hey and, and and if there's anybody that's listening to this podcast you know in the chicago area and you got something like uh involving horror comic book stores or whatnot yeah give us a shout out yeah we, we'd love to give you a, a mention so Mark will even stop by. I yeah. will. Yeah. After he watches Re- The Right Revenge. Yeah. Shut up. That's, that's not my fault. <laughs> God damn it, Mark. God, no, it's, it's, it's Just, Mark and I. It's you know, Matt and I's fault. And it's, the it week, is. and it's the week that we made him assistant to the host. Off to a bad start. Yeah, yeah. off to a bad start, Mark. I'll clean the toilets later. Clean up an aisle four, Mark. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Please go to... Uh, www.cinescarehorror.com check out the uh, stuff that we have on there and also check out our merchandise that has all been designed by our own beloved uh, Mr. Joe Jans and uh, buy some shirts buy some iPhone cases or whatever also Joe tell us about your wallpapers or are you not uh, ready to do that yet no no I, I okay. or at least I will by the time this uh this show is published. So if you go to our website, cinescarehorror.com, uh, I'm going to have a, it doesn't exist right now, but um, a downloads section where currently you'll be able to download one of three different Cinescare wallpapers to adorn your uh, iPhones or Androids if they'll fit. So I, I currently have just the Cinescare logo as my lock screen. We also have the Jaws one, which Mark is sporting right now. And we have another wallpaper of our take on the shining carpet from the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. So if you'd like to show your loyalty to the to the show, to all of your friends, colleagues, and coworkers, go to CinescareHorror.com, find the uh, the wallpaper that fits your particular phone, download it and set it on your lock and and home screen. You'll be glad you did.
I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love looking at it. I actually, it looks really I, good. I, yeah. I know how odd this is going to seem, but I actually like from month to month am constantly rechanging my wallpaper. Like I get yeah. sick and tired of looking at it and yeah. I try to come up with themes or backgrounds or whatnot. And I get so tired of it. This one that I put on, I absolutely love. It's probably going to be on there for a year. Yeah. Mine too. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It looks great too. It's sharp. It's clear. looks fantastic. Almost three dimensional. Almost. Yeah, it is almost actually. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this week. So uh, we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Scared the shit out of me. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, that's good.